Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Good morning. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to have a mind to know that we need to be in church. And we welcome those of you who are joining us by way of live streaming. You can invite your friends and relatives to join us as well. But we who are here, we pray God's blessings that we will be strengthened through this service. You know, Psalms 32 and 8 says, I will instruct and teach you in the way that you should go, says the Lord. He says, I will counsel you and watch over you. You know, we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, because when we reflect on the future, we often and too often, we allow the events of the past, the problems and the disappointments, the rough times and the tough times to cloud our visions. But today, more so than ever before, the moment has come for us to place our unwavering trust in the omniscience of our God. He truly cares about all of us, and he loves us deeply. So every one of us has a need for love, a profound and sincere love. So let's rediscover that, that in these seemingly loveless times, when the world looks like they're going crazy, there's still somebody who cares. There's somebody who has a special interest in every one of us a God who's in heaven, a God who sits high but he looks low. And that's something for us to celebrate. God is love, and he expects us to love one another. Let us pray. God, we thank you. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us to be in church on this fourth Sunday in January. You didn't have to do it. But Lord God, we thank you that you did. We ask now that you would touch minds, hearts, and spirits, that the scriptures read, the prayers that are prayed, the songs that are sung, and above all, the preach word would not fall on deaf ears, but they, we would not just be hearers, but they would, that we would be doers of your holy and righteous word. Bless now every church door that is open in your name. Bless us that when we leave these four walls, we will leave here better than we were before we came in. And Lord, we will continue to give you all of the praise and the glory that you deserve. We thank you now. We ask that you will accept this prayer and our praise in the precious name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Minister of worship is coming now. Come on, y'all. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Simple song says you're all I need. Every breath you breathe through me. Come on, you're all. You're all I need. Every breath. Every 
Let us pray. Gracious Father, yes, we need you. Heavenly Father, we can't do anything without you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we come to you and just say thank you for allowing us to call you Father, Heavenly Father. Continue to watch over us and guide us, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to see this new day, Heavenly Father. In our right mind, Heavenly Father, with the activities of our limbs, Heavenly Father. We don't take that for granted, Heavenly Father. We give you the honor and praise for that, Heavenly Father. We pray for those in the hospitals right now, Heavenly Father. Sick and shut in, Heavenly Father. Lift them wherever they may be, Heavenly Father. You know all things, Heavenly Father. You have help in hand, Heavenly Father. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you enter this service, Heavenly Father. And everything that's said and done is pleasing in your eyesight. We want to give you the glory, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your mercy, your grace that we need each and every day, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your word that is a guide that we can go by, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we now ask that you watch over the pastor, Heavenly Father. Allow him to decrease and you increase in him, Heavenly Father. And the word today, Heavenly Father, let us receive it. Let us prepare our minds right now, Heavenly Father, that after we receive the word, Heavenly Father, we can take it out to a dying world and tell them, Heavenly Father, you're still here. You're watching over everything. You have all powers in your hand. And we be careful to give you the honor and the praise. For it's in your precious Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Anybody love him? Anybody love him this morning? All right, prove it. Prove it. Say, I love you. You're my king. Forever, you're my king. Yes. Can we stay right there? Say it again. Oh, I love
for singing from the depths of your heart. So we're going to ask now that you continue in that spirit and follow us and respond during our responsive reading. Compassionate God, have mercy on us, we pray. Let us examine ourselves, our thoughts, our actions, our motives, and our attitudes towards others. living God, we stand in need of your grace, strength, and mercy as we eat the bread which represents your body, which is the true and living bread. Open our eyes to recognize the intimacy that you yearn to share with us. Tender Father, may your great sacrifice of redeeming love renew us for loving service and sacrifice for others. All together, abide in us, Savior and Redeemer. Fill us with the life-giving power of your Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Now we ask that you sing with us the congregational hymn, Abide in Me.
morning, Kay Chapel. The Children's Sunday School Department will hold Black History Program practices here at Kay on the next Tuesday and Thursday, January the 27th and 30th. Please make plans to join our program on February the 2nd. The pageant ministry is accepting applicants for the 2020 Senior and Junior Miss Kay Chapel. Applicants must be between the ages of 9 and 19 and meet the outline criteria. The pageant will be held on Sunday, February the 23rd at 3 p.m. here at Cade. For more information, please see Sister Lenita Bolu and Sister Valtrecia Austin. The Cade Chapel Mission Ministries Old School Review will take place on February the 28th at 7 p.m. in the Willie Wright Center Gym. Even if you're too young to relate to names like Smokey Robinson and the Miracles or Diana Ross and the Supremes or Teddy Pendergrass, you'd still like to be a part of this event so you can experience what music culture was like back in the day. And we'll give you an opportunity to sign up starting today. Drop by the Old Fellowship Hall between the 8 and 11 o'clock worship services. And just a hint, singing's not really required, but you gotta have some moves to be a part of this show. So we look forward to having you wow the audience with your choreography. Join us on February the 28th for this family fun-filled event. For more information, please contact Sister Frances Moody at 601-862-5015. Just in case you missed your opportunity last week, it is Girl Scout cookie time. See any Girl Scout or troop leader and place your order on today. Attention parents and youth between the ages of 9 and 18. The Youth Department Convention Ministry is making plans for the K-Chapel youth to attend and participate in the National Baptist Congress of Christian Education. This convention will be held in Kansas and Missouri on June the 22nd through the 28th. If you're interested in attending the convention, you must complete and return an interest form. These can be obtained in the Sunday School Children's and Indian Departments and should be returned there as well by Sunday, February the 2nd. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. We give God glory and honor for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we're rejoicing and glad about it. Amen? Amen. Listen, we do want to recognize and give congratulations to Kara Page. Kara is the um, daughter of Christy Page. I'm not sure if she's here this morning, but Kara was selected to attend the Council of Chief State School Officers Literary Literacy Summit in Washington, D.C. I don't know when that is, but I understand she's one of few who's been selected to take part in that. Uh, and we want to congratulate. Kara, are you here? If you're not here, we certainly want to congratulate you. Amen. On your efforts and making sure that we have good education, public education here in the state of Mississippi. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer list. I want you to be in prayer for the Wilson family. As many of you know, our beloved deacon, Brother Claude Wilson, did pass. Uh, and so we want you to be in prayer for that family. I believe we're making arrangements for this Saturday, this Saturday at, at 11, this Saturday at 11 a.m. right here in the sanctuary. So we ask that you each come and be a part of that, that service. I believe the combined choirs are going to be asked to minister. Is that right? Combined choirs will be asked to minister during that service. And so keep Sister uh, uh, Wilson and the Wilson family in your prayers. We know that God is a very present help. Amen. In time of trouble, God is with us always. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. This is a time that we recognize our guests. Anyone that's not a member of K Chapel, would you please stand? 
All right now, don't be shy. Please stand, all of our guests. All right. Well, look, this is family day. So that means everybody that's in here can give freely a Holy Ghost hug to somebody. This is fellowship time. You please stand and let us fellowship.
Good morning, K Chapel. It is so good to see all of your happy faces this morning. But you know, each time, each Sunday morning when I get up, you know that it's time to receive information on those people that need your prayers, your calls, and all of your support. But let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Sister Tanya Bridgman lost her uncle, Mr. Henry Fields. The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time. And as has already been reported by Pastor, you know, Sister Linda Wilson lost her husband, Brother Claude Wilson. That funeral, again, will be held here next Saturday at 11 o'clock. Sister Gloria Hawkins lost her brother-in-law, Mr. James Burrell. That funeral was held on yesterday in Bentonia, Mississippi. Mr. Burrell was also the first cousin of Deacon Thomas Owens and the uncle of Sister Shirley Owens. Now, if you remember, on last week I reported that Sister Jerry Thornton and Sister Carol, Carolyn Bowen, while en route to their uncle, Mr. Johnny Lee Moorhead's funeral in Florida, they received word that his brother, Mr. Moses Moorhead, had passed and that their aunt, Miss Betty Moorhead, was in the hospital. Well, since then, Miss Betty Moorhead has passed. The funeral for both Mr. Moses Moorhead and Miss Betty Moorhead will be held on next Saturday, February 1st, at St. Matthew Church of God in Christ at 1 o'clock p.m. in Yazoo City, Mississippi. Now, continue to keep these who have lost, recently lost loved ones in your prayers. Reverend Darrell Harrington and Brother Jerome Harrington lost their sister, Sister Annette Ficklin Robinson. That memorial service was held on yesterday, and Sister Ficklin was also the stepsister to Reverend Shirley Harrington and Sister Oprah Porter. Sister Frances Mack lost her mother, Miss Johnny Young. That funeral was held on yesterday in Canton. We have still in the hospital Sister Aletha Lewis and Reverend Michael Jones is in rehab. But I want you to continue to pray for those that are recovering at home. We have Brother Kenny Williams, Sister Lula Cheatham, Sister Joyce Price, Mr. Levi McBride, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, and Brother Kenny Williams. I report him twice. Okay. But as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen. Good morning, Kay Chapel. And it's that time where everybody can show the obedience to God's word. It's giving time. And the scripture says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart and the word of God for the people of God.
let us pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for this offering. We thank you for those who gave, those who had the desire to give and couldn't. Father, bless it for the building of the gospel. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.
Jesus Oh How I Love Jesus I wonder if you really love him this morning Oh How How I love Jesus Because Love me. Does anybody love him this morning? Why don't you declare it? Oh, how I really, really love him. Really, really love him. Oh. Just because, just because, just because, oh, just because, love. Now listen, 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 listen. You can't really love Jesus if you don't love the person sitting next to you. You, you can sing, you love Jesus all you want. But if you don't love the person behind you, in front of you, cat a corner to you, 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 can, you can say, oh, how I love Jesus all you want. But, but until you love your brother whom you see daily, which I had a witness in here, going to tell your neighbor, I love you, I love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. I love you. I love you. I love you too. I love you too. Oh, how? Oh, how? Oh, how? Singing, oh, how? Oh, how? sanctified hands together bless the name of the Lord if you really love him come on put those hands together tell the Lord I love you I love you Lord I love you Lord I love you from the bottom of my heart I love you hallelujah glory be to the Lamb of God amen amen I want to invite your attention to the book of first Peter first Peter first Peter chapter number four first Peter chapter number four let me read just one verse, that verse being verse number 10. And there you will find these words recorded as in the King James Version. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That's all I got this morning. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards 
of the manifold grace of God. I want to talk from the subject this morning, faithfully handling God's grace. Faithfully handling God's grace. Now, if y'all will let me this morning, I just want to teach this morning. Is that all right? All right, just want to teach a little bit this morning. Keep your Bibles open. We want to walk through some scriptures and see what the Word of God has to say about this issue of grace and how to handle what God has given to us. Grace, grace we all know, grace to be God's unmerited favor. Grace, it is, it is that thing that you get that you don't deserve, grace. Grace, grace. You, you didn't work to earn it. You, you're not so good that you got it. It's God's unmerited favor toward us. There's an acrostic that helps us to remember what grace is. Grace, it stands for God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Keep that up for just a second. They're, they're writing it down. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace, undeserved favor, unearned riches, unmerited blessings of the Lord speak to the reality of grace in our lives. And you and I are the products of grace. Yes, you are. You are a product of that. What does that mean? That means that we are here right now by God's grace. Yeah, we are products of grace. And not only are we a product of grace, but we are possessors of grace. We are grace cases. The songwriter said it was amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. We are products of grace and we are possessors of grace. Grace has been given to us as a gift from God and we are responsible for its faithful utility. In other words, God is going to give, we must give an account to God for how we use the grace given to us. So I want to talk to you just for a few minutes this morning about being a good steward of God's grace. What does it mean? And how does it look to be faithful in the use of God's grace? How does one properly handle the grace of God? Being faithful in my stewardship of God's grace, first of all, means that grace is received humbly. It means that I receive it Humbly. First Peter 4 and 10, we read that scripture. Listen to it. It says, as every man hath received the gift. Watch that. Has received the gift. God gave something to us. He gave it to us. We, we didn't work. He gave, we received the gift. Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Each of us then should use whatever gift that we have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God. In other words, watch this, I must first recognize that grace has not been earned by me, but given to me. 
Grace, watch this, is not a reward for good living. Rather, it is a gift to help you live a good life. Do I have a witness in here? Paul writes, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, he says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In other words, none of us can boast about being saved. I know you've been saved 40, 50, 60 years. You can't boast about it. I know you've been working on, on you've been a good, a, good, a good church member, you've been a Sunday school teacher, you've been faithful in all that you do for the Lord, you can't boast about it. Yeah, because it is a gift that we humbly receive. I cannot boast in how good I am or how worthy I am. It is a gift of God, not of my works. I cannot boast of how God uses me for his glory. It is a gift that I humbly receive. And when you get caught up in who you think you are and how God uses you and you think that is because of you, in spite of you, God does not use you because of you. He uses us in spite of us. In spite of how bad you are, in spite of how ugly you can talk, in, in spite of how messed up your thinking gets sometimes, in, in spite of how you respond to folk, in, in spite of what was on your mind to say and you didn't say it, in, in spite of how you acted up in choir rehearsal, in, in spite of how you messed up in missionary meeting, in, in spite of how you talked about your usher behind their back. Don't y'all look at me like that. In spite of all that you did, God still... They don't talk about each other in this choir. Some of the other choirs, though, they talk about each other. In spite of all of that, God still gives us the gift of his grace, which means grace must be humbly received, recognizing that however God chooses to use me and gift me for his service, watch this, it's not because of who I am, but rather because God simply chose me. So watch this, rather, rather, rather than bragging or boasting or being egotistical about how, how good you are and, and how well you sing and, and, and what you add to the service, whatever you do, to God be the glory. Whatever, you, whatever service you render, if, if somebody is blessed by it, to God be the glory. If somebody is delivered through it, to God be the glory. If somebody's burdens are lifted by it, to God be the glory. If Pat finishes playing and you feel a little bit lighter, to God be the glory. I wish I had a witness in this house. If you come through this house and some usher gives you a greeting and, and, and causes you to lift up your head because you came here, but to God be the glory that we got ushers who can make folk feel better when they get here than when they came to God be the glory however he gifts me it's for his glory and I receive it humbly that's properly handling the gift of grace number two number two properly handling grace requires that it is appropriated faithfully that grace is appropriated faithfully. Stay, 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 stay there. Stay there in 1 Peter 4 and 10. Each of you, it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various 
forms. That's from the NIV version, same, same, same verse, just in a different version. The message there is that if God has entrusted you with a particular gift within the body of Christ, that you not only receive it humbly as a gift of grace, but that you use it faithfully to serve each other. God did not give you the gift that you have for you alone. It is a gift that is meant to be a blessing to the body. The Apostle Paul explains it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 4. He says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but they all come from the same spirit. Verse 5 says, there are different ways to serve the same Lord, and we can do each of these different ways. Yet the same God works in all of us and helps us to do everything that we do. The Spirit has given each of us a special way of serving others. And then he goes on to explain that we are all members of the same body. And that as members of the body, we each bring a special function, we feel a specific purpose, we perform a specific assignment in and for the body. Let, let me see if I can explain it this way. Um, uh, when, when, you, when you, at your home, you probably have one of those uh, long power strips, power strips that, you know, you uh, circuit breaker and you... Surge protector, thank you. I knew you would know. Surge protector, and, and you plug all of your uh, appliances or uh, items that need power into that surge protector, and as long as that surge protector is on, you got power to all of those appliances. And you can plug up anything in the surge protector as long as you got enough wattage. You can, you can plug your microwave up, you can plug your curling irons up, you can plug your, amen, you can plug anything up in the surge, all, all different, your, let's, let's, stay in the, let's stay in the kitchen. You can put your toaster, your blender, your microwave, you, you can put all of that on the surge protector. And as long as the surge protector is plugged in, you've got power for those things to do what they do. Now watch this. The, the, the microwave can't do what the blender does. Wasn't created to. But the blender can't do what the microwave does. Wasn't created to. But watch this. But all of them are plugged into Y'all missed it. They're all plugged into the same power supply. And as long as you're doing what you've been created to do, we all are empowered by the same spirit. That's why Paul says the same spirit is working in all of us to do the thing that we have been created to specifically do in the body of Christ. Don't get mad with me if you ain't a microwave. Be the blender that God made you to be. Don't get mad with me if you're not a toaster. Be the... Be the toaster, be the microwave, be the blender that God made you to be and give God glory. While you blend, glorify God. While you toast, glorify God. While you microwave, glorify God. Because it's all hooked up to the same source. Wish I had a witness in here. It's the same spirit that empowers this deacon to pray, that empowers this preacher to preach, that empowers these musicians to play, that empowers this choir to sing, that empowers these ushers to stand, that empower these... 
to God be the glory. Watch this, watch this. Let's get outside of the sanctuary because you think that the only gifts that can be used are the ones that are in the sanctuary. But if you're watching the parking lot, to God be the glory. If you're waxing the floors, to God be the glory. If you're taking the trash out, to God be the glory. If you're serving the lines with the food, to God be the glory. If you're watering the plants, to God be the glory. Whatever God has given you to do, done to the glory of God so it is appropriated faithfully faithfully discharging what God has given you to do thirdly thirdly in order to properly handle grace and be found faithful grace must be appreciated wisely it must be appreciated wisely Romans Paul says in the book of Romans Romans chapter 6 he says what shall we say then shall we continue to sin that grace may abound he says God forbid you see, because Paul understood that because grace is so wonderful and such a generous gift of salvation that there stands the potential for some of us to misuse it and abuse it. To some folk, if you say to them, once saved, always saved, well, if I can never lose my salvation, then... It's open game because all I have to do is come back and ask God for forgiveness and we're good. And Paul knew that there's some carnal Christians who think like that. And he said, no, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Shall you continue to do wrong because you know God will keep forgiving you? No, he said. Since we know that grace is a precious gift of God, Paul says we must treat it and appreciate it wisely. Paul interrupts that whole mindset by saying, if we are truly servants of righteousness, then we will not spend our time looking for opportunities to sin. Wish I had a witness in here. If we are really saved and if we're really serious in our salvation and if we're real servants of righteousness, then we won't lend the members of our bodies to the devil to do evil. That would be a misappropriation and unappreciation of the gift of grace itself. Grace is not given to us so that we might sin. Grace is given to you so that you might live a victorious life, free from the burden of the law, which none of us could completely fulfill. Remember, only Jesus himself could fulfill and keep the law. Only Jesus walked the earth without ever committing sin. Only Jesus lived his whole life with ever, without ever breaking the law, which makes him the perfect sacrifice for you and for me. Because remember, the wages of sin... Is death, which means, watch this, watch this, because sometimes we, we mix up our words and we say something we mean to say, but we say it incorrectly. We, 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 say, we say that the debt was canceled. Debt wasn't canceled. The debt was paid. The wages of sin is death. Somebody had to pay 
for it didn't just get wiped off. No, no, he, he didn't forget about it. The blood of Jesus Christ paid for your debt sin. The debt that you could not pay, his blood paid for that sin and because it paid for your sin and my sin, past, present, and future, that's why the songwriter said, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. The death of Jesus on Calvary's cross was the full payment for our sins. And because he fully kept the law and was thereby able to fully pay for the sins of humanity, it was John who looked at him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now that the law has been met by Jesus Christ, we then are not bound by the law in order to keep our salvation. And anybody who thinks, and I know there are a lot of strange strands out these days of people who think that they can fully keep the law, think too highly of themselves and think that they can keep Moses' commandments to the T. Hear me and hear me well. That's what Jesus did. You don't have to do and you can't do what Jesus already did. What you can do and must do and what the Bible compels us to do is to now live in and by grace. And grace living is recognizing that you wisely appreciate the gift of grace, not misusing it for the opportunity to sin, but rather living in it victoriously to the glory of God. It means that I don't depend on myself to keep myself saved. That's what Jesus' blood does. I live like I'm saved because that's my response to his sacrifice. Do you hear what I'm saying? Fourthly, fourthly, properly, properly handling the grace of God means that grace is affirmed wholeheartedly. Grace is affirmed wholeheartedly. Go, go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Because Paul helps us to understand what it means to wholeheartedly affirm the gift of grace in our lives. Paul, remember, is formerly Saul. And he counts himself unworthy to be considered among the apostles. He, he, he has been around church folk long enough to know that when you want to move forward church folk will remind you why you can't do what God has called you to do and he, he's evidently been around them long enough and, 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 and Paul initially was trying to validate uh, his apostleship everywhere he went he was trying to explain yeah, that's who I used to be. Saul. I used to be a persecutor of the church. Yes, I used to kill Christians. Yes, you got it right. That was my former life. Wish I had a witness here. But, but there came a point, Cedric, where, where it looks like Paul got tired of trying to tell folk what the Lord had done in his life. <laughs> and instead of trying to explain it, 
Paul says, and turn there, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, chapter 15, verse, 1 Corinthians, verse 8 says, And last of all, he was also seen of me also, as of one born out of due time, verse 9, For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God, verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Paul, Paul, says, Paul says, listen, I, I can't spend the rest of my ministry trying to make y'all believe that God has changed me. I can't, I can't preach every sermon and every sermon be about God fixing me so I could preach to you. See, I'm wasting too much time, too much energy, and it's too much of a burden. And so Paul says, listen, if you want to understand it, here's the last thing I'm going to say about it. By his grace, I am what I am. You may not understand it, but I am what I am. You may not believe it, but I am what I am. You may not agree with it, but I am what I am. Wish I had a witness in here. Oh, oh okay, okay, give me that. Y'all have been wondering what that's for. Give me that. Because I, 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 was, I, was I was trying to figure out how to explain this. And the Lord gave this to me just, just yesterday. My, my, wife, my, wife, my wife went out of town this weekend. And, and, and it's bad. Uh, things can happen at home when the wife goes out of town. Amen. And, and so Ken, I, I, she was out of town, and, 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 and I knew I couldn't let her come home to a dirty house. So, so I went to washing clothes. And normally, normally I'm... I'm good with, I've been washing clothes since I was a teenager. I know how to wash clothes. Ain't no big deal. I, wash clothes ain't no big thing. And, and so, and so I, I, I was going to wash a load, a couple of loads of white clothes. <laughs> Look like y'all see where this is going already. And, 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 and so put the clothes in the washer, put my Tide in there, the little pinches bleach, make sure it gets real white, set it on the right setting, you know, set it and forget it, go on. I went on. It finished with the spin, ready to take the clothes out, put them in the dryer. Take the clothes out, put them in the dryer, everything's looking good, feeling good about myself because I'm the man. I can cook, I can wash clothes, I'm good, right? And I get to the bottom of the washer, and in the bottom of the washer, there's an ink pen. It's a blue ink pen. And I, I pick the ink pen up, and I'm knowing this ain't good. But, 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 as I reflect, I'm thinking, as I put those clothes in the dryer, I didn't see any ink on the white clothes. Looked like if there had been a problem, I would have already seen 
some of the white clothes with ink on them. So I'm thinking, God spared me. It's all good. Put the clothes in the dryer, go on, get the clothes out of the dryer, and, and there's ink. And, and there's ink. And, and there's ink. Not feeling real good. Can I tell you something? These are my t-shirts. They got ink all on them. But I told you it was a load of white clothes. In that same load, were some dress shirts. And the dress shirts came out fine. cannot explain how white clothes in the same washer and the same water at the same time with the same ink pen some of them come out messed up and some of them come out fine but you know what that's what grace is you can't explain how God does what he does you just thankful wish I had a witness in here you just thankful that he does I don't know how I got through some of the stuff I've been through I wish I had a witness in this house because you can look over your life and admit that you've been in some situations that other folk been through and it messed them up but you came out all right you can't explain it but it was the grace it should have messed you up but god kept you anyhow why it was the grace Grace kept me when it messed some other folk up. Right? That, that's why you can't be so proud of yourself and looking your nose down at others because if truth be told, you've been in some of the same waters. You've been in some of the same situations and worry not for the grace of God keeping you, holding you, protecting you. Just grace. I can't explain it. And I, 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 I don't, I, I don't even explain to folk no more. Folk, folk, folk look at me and, and say, well, well you, you this and you that, but you ain't, you ain't done this. You, I ain't explaining no more how I got to be where I am by his grace. I am what I am. You don't like I got the position I got? 
by his grace I am what I am by his grace y'all go hang this up now amen them ruin them ruin they ain't coming they ain't coming out they ain't coming out by his grace I am what I am last point I'm through last point I'm through here it is it is this is what we're going to end on right here we're going to end on this being a steward of God's grace means that grace is extended liberally I'm through when I tell you this Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 says this strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord Watch this. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. And by it many become defiled. The writer of Hebrews says, listen. We must work together for peace with everybody. If at all be possible, the Bible says. We ought to live in peace as much as it is possible. That, that means if, if, if you can reconcile a situation, you ought to go do it. If you have the ability to restore peace and trade, you ought to go do it. If, if just picking up the phone will make everything all right, you ought to leave here today and pick up the phone. As much as possible, as much as liveth in you, live peaceably with one another. Then, then it says this, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. In other words, the grace that God shared with you, you have a responsibility to share it with others. That's all I got. I'm done. The grace that God gave you, you have a responsibility to give it and share it with others. The God that forgave you, you have a responsibility to share forgiveness with others. Jesus tells a parable uh, of the unmerciful servant. Y'all remember the parable? The, 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 the servant owed uh, the master a certain amount of money, and the master uh, forgave him of that debt. And that servant went out from the king's palace and saw somebody who owed him way less than he owed the king. And rather than forgiving the debt, the, he jumped on him and choked him and said, Give me what you owe me. Word came back to the king saying, listen, king, didn't you let him go and erase his debt? King said, yeah, I erased it. He said, well, I saw him around the corner on Palmyra Street, and he was choking somebody. That's my hood. I can talk about it. He was choking somebody because he owed him $20. And, and, and the man said, owed him $20? He owed me $2,000 said, bring him in here. Let me talk to him. He said, listen, I forgave you 2000 and you jumping over somebody for 20 Called him wicked. Threw him in jail. Why? Because the grace that he had been given had not been freely given to someone else. The grace that God has given us, Jesus says we should share it one with another. God is still forgiving you. You have no reason to stop forgiving others. God is still holding out and being patient with you. You have no business being impatient with others. 
God is still working on you too. You, watch this. You keep looking and wondering when they're going to change. Question might need to be, Lord, it's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Let us be faithful in our stewardship, our stewardship of the gift of God's grace. Freely it's been given to you. Let us freely share it one with the other. Grace and mercy brought us through. Why don't we extend grace and mercy to others? Because it'll work for them too. The doors of the church are open. You can come by letter by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. If you're here this morning, if you don't know this Jesus who's a savior of grace, a savior of mercy, this Jesus who is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I implore you, I invite you this morning, give your life to God through Jesus Christ his Son. Experience the manifold grace and mercies of God in your life. Grace and mercy brought you here. Let grace and mercy save you right now. The doors of the church are open. You can come by letter by Christian experience as I can for baptism. Your grace. Brought me through. I'm living. Because of you. I want to thank you. I want to praise you. Your grace brought me through. Your grace Said it brought me, brought me living this moment. A sinner like me to tell the world salvation is free. There were times when I I just didn't do right, but you watched over. I'm living this moment because 
want to praise you to. you go with Sister Butler, that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. Amen. And y'all know Brother Simmons. He's coming with a testimony. Good morning, church. I've been coming down here for six years now. Well, seven. Last year, I didn't want to come down here. I've been diagnosed again with cancer and both sides of my lungs, and in my chest. And heaven let me out a year. But grace and mercy is why I'm here today. Because again, I would say, only way you know there's something wrong with me if I tell you. If I never tell you, you never know it. So I give all honor and glory to God. And I just want to thank God that he continue to increase my faith in him. And I thought the other day, I said, well, since cancer won't leave me alone, I never said I was sick. I just said I had cancer. I'm going through a situation. So since I can't pull this situation off, I will wear it. I will wear it gracefully. Not for me, but for you. That you can see what God can do through me. So, my God, my God, my I, God. I will wear this situation. My God. And I will wear it gracefully. Wow. God give it, God take it away. But I thank him daily. Even if he don't remove, remove it, I'm in a win win situation man. to where I can't lose. If I stay, 
I won. If I go, I still won. Amen. Listen. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. My God. What a faith. But I'm not going nowhere yet. What a faith. <laughs> I just want what a faith. That's all I got. That's all I ever had in the My God. So that's why I go for this gracefully. Mm. Wear your situation just like clothes. Mm. Fix it up, dress it up, mm. and carry on. Don't let it stop you. My God. Wear it, man. Wear it. Wear it. If I may. I love it. I love it. I love it. I like to add to that. Through all this young man has been through, through all he's going through on a daily basis, you know, this man finds the time each week, sometimes twice a week, to text me and say, Reverend, I didn't want anything. I'm just checking on you, making sure you're taking care of yourself. That's what this man does. He is my brother, and whatever he goes through, I'm going to be right there with him. Amen. I do it because I ain't got nothing else to do. I ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> you just encourage us, brother. You encourage us, man. Wear it. Wear it. My God. My God. My Others God. are coming for prayer. And always, I want you to take the hand of the person next to you. That we may join in this prayer together. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for yet another day. A day that was not promised, but yet it was given. We just want to say thank you, Lord for all the things that you've done. Father, there's no way that we can name them all because there's some things that were done that we didn't know anything about. So Lord, we just want to say thank you. Father, we ask, oh Lord, that you will look down on these two. Lord, you know their situation, their circumstances. You also know the needs, oh Lord, their desires. So, Father, we ask that you would attend to them right now, whatever that need is, whatever that desire is, O oh Lord. We know that when you bless, O oh Lord, it be the best thing for us and for them, Lord. Bless these two now, your Lord, your children. Keep them in your loving care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
what a marvelous display of grace just witnessed before us. Grace allows you to keep walking and keep wearing what has been placed upon you. It's the kind of grace that Jesus demonstrated when something was put upon him and he couldn't shake it. He went to the garden and said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from my lips. And it wasn't possible, so he wore it. He couldn't shake it, so he just wore it. And he took it to Calvary's cross. That's grace. And we pray that we would recognize the gracious sacrifice of our Savior, He who died for our sin, He who gave His all that we might live. We pray that we would be great, not only products, but possessors and also extenders of God's grace. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, how thankful we are that you gave us your Son, our Savior, our Redeemer. Thank you, Lord, that he died for the sin of the world, not just mine, not just ones here in this room but the world and that all who believe in him can be saved thank you God that you freely give that gift though it cost the life of your son now God we pray that we would faithfully appropriate the gift of grace we would not misuse it or abuse it that we will recognize it as the precious gift that it is, that we might live faithfully for you in all that we do and all that we say. God, shine your light now from heaven upon our souls. If you find anything that should not be, take it out. Purify us afresh now with the cleansing power of your blood. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's drink wine together.
anyone here with a gluten sensitivity, if you will identify yourself, Deacon Gentry will serve you gluten-free wafers. We don't want anyone not to participate because of any dietary restrictions. And so if you need a gluten-free wafer, Deacon Gentry will serve you. Just simply raise your hand. God bless you. Thank you. God, together on our
Has anyone been omitted? And he took bread, break it, and blessed it, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, in the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering. Until he comes again, let us drink together. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. What a sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go with me.